Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette and the only current podcast dedicated to Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. Corvette Today is brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. You can listen to Corvette today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Be sure and visit the updated Corvette Today website. It's corvettetoday.com. You can also access everything there, including the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also join the Corvette Today Facebook group there and sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at corvettetoday.ck.page. And if you like YouTube, you can subscribe to the Corvette Today YouTube channel. See all Corvette Today episodes on YouTube. And be sure and patronize our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 different unique styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvettes. It's an amazing value, starting at only $23.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And use the promo code CT111 and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, and use the promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. And a shout-out to Corvette Forum and CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette enthusiasts from around the world. My guest on today's show is the Global Vehicle Performance Manager for Chevrolet Performance Cars. He played a major role in the way Corvette drives and handles. He's Aaron Link. Aaron, welcome to Corvette Today. Thank you very much, Steve. It's great to be talking with you tonight. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, buddy. First off, Aaron, talk about you. Let's talk about where you grew up. Did you come from a car family? Absolutely did. Yep. I grew up near mid-Ohio, so have that background of a racetrack about an hour away, a really good racetrack. So I was in central Ohio for the first 18 years of my life. Yeah, my father has always been really into cars. My uncle Jerry as well. My dad's had a variety of cars over the years. A Porsche 914 before I was born. His childhood dream car was a Tri-5 Chevy, so he restored a 55 Chevy when I was in high school, and I helped a lot on that. Nice. So when did you realize you're a car guy? And it was pretty early. You know, there's pictures of me with a big wheel up on jack stands, <laughs> working, on, <laughs> working on the plastic pieces underneath, I guess. Nice. And yeah, you know, I kind of mimicked his involvement in the garage and wrenching and wanting to learn mechanical things and then a real appreciation for all things cars and sports cars particularly. And then was able to learn how to drive at the limit and on road courses at a pretty young age. 
it kind of all came together with being with General Motors and being able to apply a lot of what I learned in the past and learned from my dad growing up in a very car culture, car rich family. Now, were Corvettes a car that were on your radar early on or was there a Corvette connection with you maybe at an early age? There was. Yeah. You know, I mentioned my dad's 55 Bel Air. That was kind of his when he was 10 years old, that car came out. Right. So that would have been his moment to think about why he would have loved cars and what made them special. After my mom and my dad moved to South Carolina, he bought a 62 Corvette. He always liked that first generation. That was just a few years ago when I was older. But that connection's always been there for him. One of his good friends growing up had a first gen, I think it was a 57 Corvette. So he had that connection. My aunt had a C3, pretty much from when I can remember. So there was always a touch point for us and always a Chevy family, never anything else. That always played strong for me. Very cool. Aaron, let's talk about where you went to college and what your major was. Sure. So after going through high school in Ohio, I wanted to go to an engineering school. I think I remember taking one of those aptitude tests in high school, and it was clear something engineering-based or a pilot, I think, were the two that stood out for me as what this kid would be good at. So I wanted to go to engineering school, and we drew a six-hour radius around home. I'm an only child, so I wasn't going to be allowed to go to California or, you know, somewhere pretty far away. And so I ended up at Virginia Tech, one of the best experiences of my life. I wanted something different than where I grew up geography-wise. It was very different, and I really loved the vibe in Southwest Virginia. It was a great fit for me. I studied industrial engineering there, which is a little different path into the automotive world. Typically, that would be assembly plants and efficiency and balancing lines, manufacturing assembly lines. Mm -hmm. But when I interviewed with GM, I entered the college graduate and training program, which existed back then. And it was a rotational program. And by the grace of God and some luck too, met some of the more important people on Corvette back in the day and kind of always maintained that connection where when the time came, I was allowed to apply for the job, so to speak, and eventually find my way here. That's great. So when you graduated, did you really target a place like General Motors getting out of college? I sure did, Steve. Yeah, it was on-campus interviewing there. So that's when the employers come to, you know, huge job fairs. Right. A big school like that, it's got a lot to offer. And certain companies target certain institutions as their key institutions. And this has always been one of GM's. So it came down to General Motors or Exxon Mobil for me. Wow. <laughs> As the two choices, Exxon Mobil is a very wealthy company, lucrative company, but they couldn't really tell me if I was going to be stationed on some oil rig in the Gulf or some refinery. It wasn't real clear. GM's offer was, we're going to put you through two years of rotations and you're going to get to learn what you like about the automotive business and what you don't like, where you see your fit and where you might do best. So extremely appealing. You know, you don't have to pick your career when you're 22 years old and be stuck if you didn't pick correctly. It gives a lot of bandwidth and variety to look at. So luckily for me, my second rotation was with Mike Neal in the Corvette performance team, which I now am in charge of. That was my view into Corvette. He was the vehicle dynamics engineer on the cars, C5s at that time. And he let me do as much as I want. And it's very hands-on environment at Milford. So it was one of those moments where I said, oh, I didn't even know this existed. Wow. This job, this place, this historic type of setting for developing cars. So pretty clearly, I was like, I have to get back here somehow. And I guess about 15 years later, I did come back around. That's perfect. And so you've really come full circle, haven't you? 
It has been. Yeah, you know, when we spoke earlier, a lot of it is the capstone for most people. You know, if you can achieve, improve your worth and get into this group or working on Corvette in any function, in any fashion, most people stay. You know, once you get there, it's hard to find something that's going to be as compelling or rewarding. And so there's rare opportunities. There's not a lot of openings that typically come around. So yeah, in, in 2017 was when I got my shot. And I'm so blessed and honored to be part of this in its 70th year now. That's fantastic. Aaron, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about getting your job at General Motors and your path to Corvette. We have Aaron Link with us, the Global Vehicle Performance Manager for Chevrolet Performance Cars here on Corvette Today. We all know that wheels make the car. Wheelcraft will help you take your Corvette to new levels. Wheelcraft offers the world's best PVD chrome finish available on the market. Available in bright chrome and black chrome. Wheelcraft nails it in both appearance and durability. And it comes with a five-year warranty against brake dust burns, pitting, peeling, and color delimination. Wheelcraft is also ISO certified. Whether you're having your wheels refinished or an exchange transaction, there is no core fee, no deposit, and you don't pay for the finished wheels until they are installed on your car. Wheelcraft insists on complete satisfaction before you pay. Hear from one of our customers. I picked up a brochure at the National Corvette Museum and we took delivery of our new C8. I called Wheelcraft and in 15 minutes I ordered the new bright ice chrome wheels. Wheelcraft's follow-up and follow-through is superb. The wheels arrived on Sunday, installed on Monday, and cores were returned same day. The wheels are the highest quality I've ever seen and they look awesome. Great prices, great customer service from initial contact to installation. Thanks, Dennis from Nashville. In many cases, Wheelcraft offers finished wheels on exchange or will apply this new finish to your wheels. Either way, Wheelcraft treats your wheels as their own. Visit our website at wheelcraft.com or call us at 833-840-5334. Arrive in style with Wheelcraft. The Radiator Grill Store offers C8 Corvette A-pillar wind diffusers in beautiful carbon fiber or OEM gloss black that help reduce wind buffeting when a window is open. Easy installation and OEM fitment. Plus, get 10% off your total purchase with the promo code CT10 at radiatorgrillstore.com. When you want to buy a Corvette, or any Chevrolet for that matter, get yours from Hendrick Chevrolet Shawnee Mission located in Kansas City. Hendrick Chevrolet is the largest Corvette dealership and showroom in the Midwest. With a knowledgeable sales staff and Corvette sales specialists on hand, they'll help you build the Corvette of your dreams, and they ship nationwide. With Corvette-certified master mechanics on site and a huge parts department, with over 24,000 parts and $2 million in inventory, Hendrick Chevrolet is well-equipped to take care of your every need. From sales to service to collision repair, Hendrick Chevrolet has you covered. Visit ChevyUSA.com or call 913-384-1550. And now, back to the only current podcast on Corvettes, Corvette Today, with your host, Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com or call them 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is Aaron Link, the Global Vehicle Performance Manager for Chevrolet Performance Cars. We are talking everything Corvette. In the second segment, we're going to talk more about how Aaron got into General Motors. Aaron, tell me the backstory about how you got into General Motors through your interviews there on campus at school. Yeah, sure, Steve. That's a fond memory. So now it's my 22nd, going on 23rd year here at GM. 
kind of rare nowadays to have a single company in your career like this. We always talk about it in our group. It's our dream job. And as I mentioned earlier, didn't even know something existed like what I'm doing now. And once I did, it was really a goal to get back there. So yeah, I joined the college graduate training program after college. I had, I think it was five rotations. They planned for six, but if you're needed more in one, you might extend your stay or something like that. So I think I had five, a design job, designing of suspension parts, designing of fascia bumpers. And then the job I mentioned being Mike Neal's shadow in the Corvette development group. And then one in Hamtramck at our plant, which at that time was building Cadillac DTSs, I believe, downtown Detroit. And then one more in a quality organization. So the goal is really to spread you around the company and find out the best fit for each person. Interestingly, when the program ended, it ended earlier than what we had thought about. They kind of said, all right, you folks need to find some jobs for real. (laughs) So I called up the people I met through working with Mike, one of whom was Dave Wickman, who had my current job two people ago. So he was a longtime representative of Corvette and contributor from the C4 days. I had met him and got to know him well and really respected his abilities and how he ran the group. And I just said, hey, uh, looking for a job because it's time to find full-time job now. And so he was looking around for me at Milford and ended up finding a job as a technician in the vehicle handling lab. So nothing related to Corvette necessarily. We would call it like a vehicle dynamics center job. So it serves the whole company. Right. I became a technician right away. So it was really fun for me because it's fully hands-on. So the job was basically instrumenting cars, driving them for handling tests Mm -hmm. and processing the results. So they called it a full service engineer. You would set up the cars, test them yourselves, and then analyze the results. And it's the way that GM was pretty much the company that invented how vehicle dynamics are measured. A gentleman named Maurice Ali in the 1930s developed equations to measure the feeling of handling understeer, response time, sensitivity, etc. So it was this very elite group I got to join of very bright PhD type folks that are coming up with ways to measure what we feel. You know, you and I, when we drive our cars, when the steering feels too heavy, too light, or the handling balance isn't quite right, how do you quantify that? Instead of saying, I don't like it or I love it. (laughs) That lasted for about two years. And then I was able to start a ride and handling job. And I like to tell people my first ride and handling project was a limousine. Wow. About as far away from a Corvette as you could get. Huh. The funny thing was, for those, we would make the Cadillac DTS in its normal form, and they would leave out the back seat and all the trunk, and then you'd send them to coach builders, most in New Jersey, New York, Hmm. and they would cut the thing in half, stretch it, and then put it all back together. Wow. It was an interesting project, and the fun part was I would ride in the back. (laughs) and i would have somebody drive me that's great because the thought was well if you owned one of these you're not driving it sure it's got to ride best in the back seat so it was a riot i would be driven around and decide if the springs felt right the shocks felt right but then a couple projects later i was allowed to step into more of the performance environment and i worked on cadillac ctsv the second generation nice which is the LSA-powered sedan, coupe, and wagon. 
which are all still pretty revered and valuable. And so that was really when I became to get to know how to do this job in the vehicle dynamics world. I was trained to be the highest level of GM driving possible, which was awesome. That's another pinch me moment of, okay, I get to go practice on the best tracks in the country, show that I can control the car and be within 2% of John Heinersee at the time, would set the target laps, you know, a 14-time SCCA champion. And there's a funny story we all talk about now that he's retired, but he would leave something on the table every time. And if you got close enough to him, he would go out the next day and reset a new time. <laughs> Just when you think you got it, like, hey, oh my gosh, what a huge accomplishment. They'd call you and say, you better come back out. He's a second faster than he was yesterday. Oh my gosh. Heinrich has been on the Corvette today too. That's a funny story. can imagine. Yeah, I ran into him over last summer, right after I was fortunate enough to win this job. And he would have had this job four people ago, three people ago, excuse me. Right. So that was neat for me, a full circle moment of saying that. Absolutely. You've really been with GM all of your business life then, haven't you? I have. Yeah, 22, now going on 23 years, right out of college. That's amazing, Aaron. That's awesome. Yep. So yeah, after the CTSV, I worked on the Camaro, the fifth generation ZL1. I was going to say, tell me about your time with Camaro. Yeah, you know, that's another wonderful part of my career. The fifth gen Camaro, if most people remember, hopefully was done out of Australia when we owned Holden based on the Zeta platform that, that underpins all of the Holdens. So they did the first model year, the SS and the LTs and the RSs. And then when the ZL1 came to life, which originally was called Z28, by the way, <laughs> it came to life with the LSA engine that I was very familiar with from the CTSV. And so I got to do the right-hand handling on that project. And that group I worked under Dave Wickman, who I mentioned earlier. So that was then Corvette and Camaro development team altogether. That car, I think, won a lot of accolades and was our take on the fifth-gen Camaro. We then continued that into the, the Z28 that had the LS7 that goes down in history. It's one of the best engines ever and more fitting for a Z28 than the LSA was. Absolutely. That was fifth gen, and then I was able to advance in the company and be the lead development engineer on the entire sixth gen Camaro. So from 2012 to 2017, those models, we were extremely proud of how that car set the bar in the segment in many respects. It kind of allowed me to demonstrate I knew how to do things more than just tire tuning or shock tuning or bushing selections. The lead development engineer overseeing the entire car in most respects, how it drives, how it feels, how it sounds, etc. Yeah. And when did you start working on Corvette, Aaron? So then Corvette came along in 2017. Okay. The 6th Gen Camaro was pretty much finished at that point, and there was a need for a lead development engineer within the Corvette C8 world. That became, you know, my dream job. I was so happy to win that and be tagged for it because then it basically let me come back full circle from 2001 when I worked with Mike Neal. Boy, now I'm a full part of this, not just a recent graduate. Right. Right. Buddy, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk in-depth about Corvette and the mid-engine car coming up next with Aaron Link on Corvette Today. Are you ready for a better insurance policy without the Corvette tax? With agreed value protection, the value of your collector vehicle will never change. Plus, you'll save money. Get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Every happiness you wish for in life is through the blue door. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. 
You rely on family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. At True Wealth and Company, we're not just financial planners. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. Make a work-optional lifestyle a reality with our proprietary True Life Map formula. Look towards your future with anticipation, not apprehension. Having a rock-solid fiduciary partner like True Wealth and Company is essential to effective financial planning. There's no winging it. There's nothing left to chance. Look, we don't want you to become another Yogi Berraism. Give us a call today at 913-653-TRUE. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Start your financial independence and work-optional lifestyle today. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks once again for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call them 833 833- 840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is Aaron Link, the Global Vehicle Performance Manager for Chevrolet Performance Cards. Aaron, that's a long title. That doesn't fit really well on a business card, does it? No, it doesn't. And I guess <laughs> normally in the world of GM acronyms, we're just called VPMs. There you go. Talk about your title a little bit more and exactly what your job entails. Sure. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this, Steve. So the VPM job has been around since about 2000. It's always been on my list as a goal, a very specific position that I was able to be familiar with from the 2001 timeframe. It's a special role for sure, and I'm very honored to have it. The job basically entails leading a group of about 20 people to perfect the driving experience of a Chevrolet performance car. So Camaro Corvette is what we've had in the past. It was also the Solstice and the Sky, the little two-seaters. I love that Solstice and the Sky. Yeah, those were awesome cars. Yeah, kind of the same group of folks did those as what we have now. So we've kind of all had this in mind to achieve this level in this group. I like to say we're the car whisperers, where we have to apply art and science to come up with, I'll use the Z06 as a most recent example, the experience of owning that car is really what I try to put myself in somebody's shoes to fulfill. And it's a fun challenge. Think about, okay, we've got this ridiculously capable engine that's new to us completely. We've never done anything like it in GM, and it's been in the making for many years. And so how do you feature that and complement it with the rest of the car? So you have this holistic experience of, I love what I bought. You know, that's what I want everyone to say and not have any asterisks to their statements, you know, where it's everything's great, but X, Y, or Z, you know, we want it to be everything they've saved up for and aiming for in their lives. You know, it's not a small purchase by any means. Right. And that would entail anything we can affect the most we can do. So the seats, for instance, are the same as this thing, right? That came out in 2020 and there's three levels of them and they all work extremely well. So those were developed early. But the exhaust system is well known now, but it's completely new for the Z06. 
6. And that was an important piece of this whole puzzle when you only get one chance to do this. It's going away from 65 years starting in 1955 and we're turning the recipe upside down with this exotic high revving lower torque engine. And so how do you highlight that, honor the past, but then make it something that people are just shocked by in, in many respects? That was kind of the goal. There's an element of the design folks that have to make it fit the theme and then the engineering release side that has to get the supplier to build them correctly and tool them. And then the assembly plant has to put it all together. It's a huge undertaking. Definitely. Well, you guys hit it out of the park. And we're going to talk about the Z06 and the E-Ray in just a minute. But let's start with the Stingray. Let's talk about your role in the development of the mid-engine Corvette. Sure. I kind of came along after most of that was accomplished. My counterpart at that time was a gentleman named Mike Petrucci. He had the lead development engineer role on the first model year, this thing rang. And so he started that role, boy, I think it was probably 2012 or 2013, many years before the car really came out. Wow. Architecting everything about it. The beauty of C8 is the architecture supports the models that we have now. Mm-hmm. The 6 the E-Ray, they all have the same structure and foundation and backbone. It's a really beautiful story how we've got many thousands of cars coming off this architecture where in this segment in the mid-engine world, they're specialty vehicles sometimes where they don't have high volumes. We've got this plant that can churn out very different versions of the architecture that we're seeing now. So I really didn't become involved with the Stingray at all. When I started in 2017, I was put on the Z06 straight away. Gotcha. All right, so the Z06 is a fantastic machine. Talk about your role in the development of the Z06 and how it differed from Stingray. Sure. Yeah, this is the heart of the matter for me in many respects. I was the lead development engineer on the Z06. That's the job I had before my current job, a VPM job. I said in our reveal video, if a 10-year-old version of myself could see this, they'd be so amazed that it came to this where I was able to work on this vehicle where we had the best tires in the world, the biggest rear tires we've ever put on a car, a Corvette, most powerful naturally aspirated V8 in history. (laughs) And then in this mid-engine architecture that has such good bones for the weight transfer and the balance of the car, the nose is so responsive without the weight up front. And then the traction is just fantastic out of the rear. It's like this perfect mixture of all the right ingredients. And then our group is in charge of putting it all together to get the right outcome for the experience. For me, my background is ride and handling and vehicle dynamics, like I mentioned. So a lot of that came working with our team to do the tire selections with Michelin, the spring rates selection, and the bushing selection, all of the core pieces that define the ride and handling balance. I don't have as much background in the noise and vibration side, but the whole exhaust of this car was probably our greatest achievement in terms of changing the character from the Stingray. At one point, they had the same muffler set up, and it just never really delivered what we wanted to. So we tore it up in a lot of ways. People <laughs> supported it, you know, at the high levels and, and Taj's level. Taj himself supported it strongly. That's cool. Now, if the Z06 is a fantastic machine like I talked about, the E-Ray is a monumental machine. Let's talk a little bit about the development of the E-Ray versus the Z06 and the Stingray as well. Sure, Steve. So I have a counterpart as well, Mike Kucher. You guys will become familiar with here soon when we do the E-Ray drive event later this year. He has a lot of background in hybrids and electrification that none of us really do in our group. It's a new thing for Corvette, for sure. Yeah. So he came to the party with a lot of that background. We complement 
his capabilities and knowledge base with our background with the Corvette heritage, I guess you could say, and especially since C6, C7 timeframe here of just knowing what each model needs to achieve. So the E-Ray obviously is a brand new model. We've never had before. The first electrified, first all-wheel drive Corvette is a pretty huge statement, as you mentioned. And I think the message on that car was always, Harland always termed it the Swiss Army Nice. It's got a tool for every task. There's no fear of taking your Corvette out in all seasons now, and no fear of a hill that you can't climb, nothing that it can't do. The Z06, the mantra was a urgent, intense experience, which I think we delivered on, where it's rewarding in terms of what I like to tell people is I'm going to remember every drive and I take in that car because it's got this emotional passion in every piece of it that we've created, whether it's a five-minute drive to the grocery to pick up the kids or an hour-long Sunday morning cruise somewhere. That's going to stick with me throughout the day because it's just so powerful of a connection. The E-Ray is the jack-of-all-trades, best well-rounded car we've ever done. Absolutely right. What was the most challenging aspect about the E-Ray, Aaron? From my perspective, and again, it was going on in parallel to the Z06 in many respects. So I was seeing it from the periphery before I assumed this job last August, where now I'm able to have more oversight on it and insight. The biggest thing that we always saw was the front motor would kind of be hidden in the driving experience. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't really sure how to feature it without going too far where people lose a real wheel drive feel. Initially, you really had to prod the throttle to get the motor to do anything. It didn't really show up until late in the game. <laughs> now we've got it where it's always present in terms of output, in terms of watching the gauges on the console where you can see, oh, I'm getting a front axle contribution here. And then also the sound character of the car now. People in the reveal heard the ominous tone that the car emits now when it's in electric mode. It's a different experience altogether. So I'd say the hardest aspect was just featuring the motor, but not letting it dominate the experience. We still want the small buck to be the highlight of the car in many respects. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Working on the mid-engine C8 generation, what makes you the most proud, Aaron? Boy, we were talking about that today at work, in fact, of just how we can put these cars up against anything that comes throughout the world and not have to be concerned about something not living up to whatever it's competing against. Like that pride is pretty hard to come by. And a lot of it is focused on you know, the fit and finishes now, the paint now, the interior quality is second to none. And I think that's reflected in the J.D. Powers scores that recently came out where it's number one in the segment. Exactly right. People are just relishing owning these vehicles now. And again, we're typically performance focused, you know, lap times, quarter mile, braking distance, mm -hmm. skid pad numbers, like all those magazine things that you grow up as a kid looking at. <laughs> we tend to now have no fear of who we're going up against because the car is that good. It stands up that well. This is not to put down any prior generations. It's more just the looks of this car and the proportions have thrust it forward into this supercar world. We just saw there was a Haggerty Icons episode that just came out with Jason Camisa that's a Ferrari and a Lamborghini there against the E-Ray and it dominates and he sees it that way too. That's probably the thing I'm most proud of. Across every model we have, it can cover every base on the field. <laughs> and that Haggerty video was perfect. It really was. That was just a great video. And Corvette has lost the moniker for the money. It's the best car out there. 
We don't need to put the for the money part with Corvette anymore. It is the best car out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was kind of reading between the lines, like I was kind of saying, yeah, there was always this asterisk of wins on price or something like that. It doesn't have to. It's got all the chops of everything else out there in the world, in some ways more from a technology standpoint, from a usability standpoint. You know, that part, when we see some competitive cars, there's maybe one trunk. And now we have two with a small block, with the highest output naturally aspirated V8 engine in the world. Right. An all-wheel drive car. And they all have two trunks, usable storage, a glove box, a center console. Like there's no compromise in how you can use this car to enjoy life. And that's always been the value of Corvette and the proposition of this is not some exotic that you have to service every 3,000 miles and take the engine out and redo all sorts of things. It's serviced at 3,000 Chevy dealers in the country. It has warranties for 100,000 miles. It's almost like the culmination of everything that we've always thought about and dreamed of is now seen and in the flesh for people to purchase. Absolutely right. It is the American supercar for sure. Yeah. yeah, to be part of it, it's America's sports car and now America's supercar, right? Yeah, it makes the hair <laughs> on your arm just stand up, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. And as we were talking about, this is what keeps us going. The love of these cars, you don't want to let anyone down. You don't want to mail it in one day and say, like, eh, it's good enough. We sweat so much to make sure folks like yourself and your listeners are just overjoyed with what they bought. And they are. They absolutely are. Buddy, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Corvette today. I've got to have you back. This has been so much fun. It was my pleasure, Steve. Yeah, great talking to you, and I look forward to it again. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our sponsors, Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. Soul Performance Products at soulpp.com, the official exhaust of Corvette today. True Wealth and Company at retirewithtrue.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels. Get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at aerolari.com. And Hendrick Chevrolet in Kansas City at chevyusa.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.